Hi, and welcome back to the Legal Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Danny. I'm a recently qualified barrister who works in human rights and public interest law, and I also do some consultancy on the side, as well as running the website www.legaldiaries.ie and the Instagram page at legaldiaries.ie. On the podcast, we dive deep into all things health, fitness, mindset, studying, habits, dating and career, and probably so much more. I will aim to bring you the tools and actionable steps to smash your goals, inspire you to take bold action, and above all else, put yourself first. So today on the Legal Diaries podcast, we will be focusing on everything to do with choosing to study law and tackling that postgraduate slump and burnout once you've finished your degree. Today's special guest is Janet from Yannick's Legal Corner on Instagram. She's a recent graduate from law who's due to continue her academic journey, undertaking an LLM this coming year in international human rights law. Janet, like many others, had their final year turned upside down due to the current world pandemic. That coupled with the competitive nature of law and her choices regarding her next steps can really lead to burnout. I'm super excited to have Janet on the podcast today and explore this topic. world I suppose um, I have to start you know planning and prepping for my life I suppose going forward which isn't always easy and it's not all rainbows it's sunshines I suppose um, so I suppose I'm excited to talk about that today this morning with Danielle so yeah I'm really really happy to be here Bob, um, so you've just graduated what was it like um graduating in like the whole world pandemic going on at the moment because obviously it was a very very to finish off something you've worked so hard for in the middle of a pandemic must have been very strange oh it was it really was and it certainly wasn't the graduating year that i hoped for or that i envisaged either um i suppose when it all started it was very it was, it was a shock to the system, and for me personally, it took a long time for me to adjust to it. So, you know, there was reports, and there was et cetera, et cetera, things going on, being said in the news and on social media, and it's just it just became very overwhelming, and on top of that, you had your final year exams coming up, you had coursework to finish, and you're graduating that this year. So it was just, it was just a lot to take in. Now, having finished my exams, um, I did experience like a really, like I did experience burnout and it wasn't just from doing the exams, it was everything together. So, you know, trying to plan for what to do next, it was doing the exams. Now that I've finished the exams, it was the pandemic itself. There was just a lot of, I suppose, add-ons that kind of contributed to the burnout. Yeah. I think as well, like a lot of students go through this burnout anyway, because you know, like finishing exams in itself is a money. It's, it's like a, a great achievement to have, but don't forget, you've been studying like crazy for X amount of nights, X amount of yeah. days. You fin- and like I suppose, like you expect to have this feeling of, oh my goodness, I'm so happy to be done. Now I can relax. Now I can take time off which you do take time off and I certainly did but even after that I still felt really I suppose really down and now with the pandemic still ongoing it definitely does not help but I think if you look at it on in, in on, on if you look at it in this way and remember that you're not alone that yeah. there are other people going through this with you and that there are many like support mechanisms out there designed to help you moving forward um, I suppose that brought some sense of comfort to me because this really is the strangest times for 
for the world really yeah yeah like it is like I, I know what you mean because I feel like when you do exams like my body keeps me going while I'm doing the exams like it's the adrenaline and it's the and everyone's like oh my god are you gonna go out and celebrate but then my body just crashes my body's like okay we got you through it's time for you to burn out and like I get I often get very run down um and I know a lot of students do as well because it's all you've just you've kept yourself going you've done the early mornings the late nights the everything um and then it's just kind of like it hits you then it's, it's if your body goes into like, okay, we need to preserve this person until the end of their exams. And then after that, it's just like, they're, they're gone. We're finished. So like I get really run down and yeah. And I'd say it was, it was very like, like anticlimactic in a way for you to like finish your final exam and not like be with people in your course or like go to the bar. And it, like, I'd say that was a really, really weird kind of, feeling say oh for sure for sure I, I mean I remember finishing and you know pre-covid I would have you know been in a situation where I would have you know seen my friends we would have discussed maybe the exams or yeah don't sort of done something together to celebrate finishing this journey together yeah but of course you know, the day I finished the exams although we had great weather um but there wasn't much you could do because you had to stay in for the safety of yourself the safety of your family the safety of others yeah so it was a very weird experience to go through and like I said so many people are so many students are going through this and it's 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 not easy either and I think that's something that we have to I suppose admit to ourselves that we're graduating in a year that nobody knows where it's going nobody knows where it's heading and as long as we kind of like you know stick together yeah. and be safe and just remember that there is a light at the end of the tunnel even though we might think that there isn't it is there it's just a matter of when are we getting there you know yeah and how so we spoke about like the burnout and the just general feeling of blur at the end of exams like how how did you, particularly given the circumstance at the moment where you're not only probably supporting yourself, but you're supporting the needs of family and friends and everything, how did you cope with that? Or how did you handle that and make sure that you kind of gave yourself some time to just be burnt out, if that makes sense? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So when, actually, it's really funny because when burnout happens, you don't actually realize that you're burning out, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's actually after it happens and you realize and you look back and you're like, hold on a second there, I was, I'm was, i tired, I'm exhausted all the time, I'm just not in a great mood. And that's what happened to me. So after like, I think a week or two after my exams and I was just constantly sleeping, I was constantly tired, I just did not have the energy to do anything. And then it came to a point where I was like, okay, there must, there's definitely a reason why I'm feeling like this. Mm. And so I had to like sit down with myself, I suppose, and kind of like think like, why am I feeling this way? And I realized, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh my goodness, I am burnt out. So when I realized that I just took time off instantly, I, you know, reduced my presence on social media. I reduced interacting with people and I did that just for my own general well-being because I didn't want to pretend to be okay when I yeah. knew that I wasn't. There was just no point in saying, oh yeah, today's a great day when you know you're not having a great day. It's like you're you're saying one thing, but you're doing another thing. And I don't think that's a good thing to do for yourself and for other people. Yeah. So um, I used my presence on social media um I interacted less with my friends and I suppose I spent more time outdoors more time with my family you know doing more me things for myself so you know reading books and maybe watching some Netflix so I just did things that made that I knew made me very happy things that I always enjoy regardless of the situation and it really really did help it did you know like having that time to yourself to do things for yourself which in a way it does sound like you know you're being selfish but I don't think 
being selfish is necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. I think sometimes we need to, you know, for our general health and general well-being because at the end of the day, and this is something that I say quite often, we are only human beings and we're not machines, you know. Yeah. We don't run battery we don't run on a power cord, you know. At some stage, we are going to get tired. We are going to uh, have burnouts and we are going to go through stressful experiences. So it is important that we remember that we go through those things, remember that we are humans and that if we need to take a week or two or a month off just to kind of like recharge the batteries, then absolutely do it. Go for it. Yeah, and I think the biggest issue that a lot of people have, and I know... The older I've gotten, I've realized that because I'm I'm very type A, so I will, it really bothers me sometimes when I do get burnt out and I'm like, well, I can't do this and I can't do this. And so I, I think I've just with age probably and going through different courses and stuff that I've realized that if I don't be selfish and put myself first, I can't be that person to everyone else. So I can't support family needs. I can't be there for my other half or my friends. Or So I think you uh-huh. need to, if you think, if you change your mindset and think I'm doing, because I know a lot of people will suffer like the guilt of like, I'm having time to myself. I think if you change uh-huh. the mindset in your head of not only am I doing it for me, which is the main reason you should be doing it and prioritizing yourself, but that you're doing it for the good of everyone else around as well because you can't be that fully functioning human that's going to be able to organize things or check in on people or do the food shop or the the little things that people will do each kind of week so I, I think that's super important and I think one thing that I think is downplayed quite a lot is and it's something that you said picking up on is that like you're not alone in the sense that like like if you're in your leaving third year, you're gonna go through these feelings but not identify them or A-level or GCSEs or like you go through them at like different points in your life. It's only when you get to say at our point that we're able to identify it. So uh-huh. I think not downplaying how you're feeling and yes. when you identify it and giving yourself that time is is super important. So yeah, so if we just kind of shift gears, so you're now on the flip side. So um, you are now a graduate in the middle of a pandemic. Um, with literally, yeah. So how? What was your feelings about that, or how did you? How do you plan, or how are you planning your life essentially in light of everything? Well, okay. Like initially, when I well before COVID, um, when I was sort of starting to think of like what am I going to do for myself for the next year two three four five years um obviously I do want to become a lawyer at some stage like that is I suppose the ultimate goal and um I, I told myself do you know what maybe I will do this or I will you know go and do the professional exams immediately after my uh, final year exams and that was my intention. I was ready to do it. I, you know, applied, paid for everything, started studying. But then I just hit a point where I started thinking about the current situation that I was in. I'm no more in this pre-COVID um, situation where I can just, you know, I can just randomly go to a shop without thinking about, okay, what about the safety of myself, my family and other people? I can't, you know go to a restaurant or a cinema or you know those normal everyday things that we do on the without necessarily thinking about it but we just do it um we I can't think like that anymore and now I have to really plan two three steps ahead of myself yeah um all of that kind of like hit me one evening and I was like wait a minute is now the right time for me to go into the professional working life is it too early Am I ready for it? And it, it at the at the end of the day, I just I said no. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think I'm ready. And that wasn't an easy thing to admit because of how much I really wanted to train and qualify as a lawyer. So um, I had to, you know, have a chat with my parents, with my family, and get the opinions from my friends and see, you know, am I doing the right thing or you know what do you 
think. And at the end of the day, I thought, you know what? In trying to plan what I need to do next, I really have to look at my own circumstances. And from there, I'll be able to decide what to do next. So Mm. um, ultimately, I've decided to stick with academia for another year, at the very least, to do my master's program, which I'm very much excited for. Um, In the middle of that, however, I'm still going to seek employment because I know it is very difficult right now for every sector across, literally across the world to hire and to create new employment and all of those things. So it's a difficult time for everybody and it's kind of hard to say, you know, I want to work in this area, in this industry, for example, but you know that we are in the middle of a pandemic, which means that it's going to be you know three times harder yeah. to secure that so all of that was in my mind before I decided to I suppose do what I'm going to do now um but I know for a fact that at some stage I will be you know I will be sitting these professional exams I know that I just don't know when because I don't want to I suppose I I don't want to just act as if everything is normal when normal isn't there anymore and yeah. it's something that I suppose you have to I suppose adopt to fairly quickly otherwise it's really easy to fall into this trap and think that everything's okay and on the face of it it might seem like that but deep down there's a lot more to it you know like I said before it's not that easy to just go to a coffee shop you know yeah. there's social there's rules in place now just to have tea you know so I think that that kind of like that way of thinking has to apply to everything including for graduates who are unsure of what to do next or where they want to go in the next five or so years it's just to remember that we are living in a new way of this is a new way of life yeah. and everything is now done a whole 180 turn it doesn't mean it's impossible it's just it just means it's a little you know you have to think twice before doing something um so yeah like going forward I'm, I'm very excited to do my master's course and possibly you know within the next five years I hope to sit the professional exams to qualify as a lawyer soon yeah and I think like it is like my from my perspective like you're young um so there's no rush on you jumping into it and mm-hmm. Like, I can imagine even studying for the entrance exams. Um, so, for anyone who's not Irish listening, so basically, in order to qualify for King's Inns, which is how you become a barrister in Ireland, you need to sit five entrance exams five days in a row, and they're three hours each. Um, they're pretty grueling, um, and they're pretty taxing when you've just come out of a stint of doing exams. But even the experience of studying for them, I would say, would be different because... Like I, going back to my experience, like I remember, I just vividly remember because at the time I was living around Marley Park um, and one of the evenings I was studying and I remember posting like an Instagram or something because like longitude was full on bopping in the background and I was sitting there with like my tort books, just like, <laughs> l- like loving life, you know, everyone was out <laughs> having a good time, enjoying their summer and I had just finished a master's but yet I was just knee deep in like negligence or product liability or something so (laughs) it is yeah and like even the experience of so I found because I actually studied with a guy who's in my master's with me so we would have individually did our own prep but then we would have met up with each other either the evening before an exam or during the study process and gone through the past papers with each other so even that interaction of being able to be like so I identified that these are all the issues these are maybe the cases that you'd apply and bouncing it off each other like having that kind of support system definitely helped for me and I think as daunting as it was going into King's Inns every day to sit those exams it was kind of like my friend and I we had the car journey in we would just we would chat about general life stuff we kind of like pep each other up we'd be like you know you're fine like you've got it you only need this blah 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 so like sitting them online was definitely like for the final exam so you sit 13 exams then the final year of the BL and to qualify Mm -hmm. sitting all those online um, Mm and was definitely a lot different so I can imagine 
and even like going into the BL, I don't know how or black hole how they're going to because it's a very like practical course. Um, like both yeah. of them are very practical. So I don't know how they're gonna both so black hole and ends, how they're gonna replicate that because I know black hole is predominantly the PP we PP ones that are coming in are okay. all online so they're predominantly online and they can attend in person if they want to for certain things but i think they're predominantly online which is really hard because especially from the bl perspective like you have three advocacy exams so i did contested advocacy so an application against someone via zoom yeah and it was really odd so there's a lot of like yeah. you're still not getting the same experience so i'm intrigued to see um but I think like it was a really hard decision so fair play because a lot of people like especially law because law is very competitive so when you finish if you don't mm -hmm. go on to like your next step straight away people are like well what are you going to do with your law degree then um oh, for sure yeah so yeah, I think definitely. yeah um and so you so talk I don't know how, how far how far you've announced to the the outside world um about your master's so I don't know if you want to want to chat about it or what your thoughts are on it oh no I, I definitely wouldn't mind talking about it so um the course that I'm do that I chose is international human rights law and I suppose the reason why I chose well like if we take a step back for just a moment, really, um, my interests in terms of law, my areas of interest would be criminal law, a little bit of employment law, and uh, human rights law, nice. and a little bit of immigration. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. I absolutely enjoy those areas. I find them, I just like learning about them and just reading about them, like in terms of articles on the news, like every day I would look them up. And um, so, they're my areas of interest and um, I'm very much excited to begin the human rights course um, simply because I just, I don't know, like I like talking about human rights. I like learning about, mm. you know, someone's right being breached in X circumstances or Y circumstances and just trying to see like how do you, as a, as a legal professional and a legal practitioner, how do you... Um, I suppose vindicate those rights and protect those rights for that individual yeah. um so the course that i chose allowed me to do that and as well as that i do enjoy the international aspect of law as well mm. i like i like seeing how you know irish law i suppose intertwi intertwines with eu law and then maybe maybe australian law or maybe i don't know like law from an, another jurisdiction so yeah those were the driving factors that um, pushed me to choose this course. Now, what I would, would be doing afterwards, again, I can't say for certain because we are still in the middle of a pandemic, like things yeah. could change, but I'm very much open to any opportunity that does present itself to myself um, during the course of this year. Um, but yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. I remember receiving the offer letter and thinking oh my goodness gracious yay <laughs> I am so happy to receive this so that was a very happy day for me you know yeah and you're 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 basically I don't want to expose you but you're gonna go study at my alma mater so I absolutely <laughs> yeah I I studied there for eight years and I'm the the and I actually I was education officer there as well so I sat on the law program board and I'm very fond of the law department in UCD like I think they're like the previous dean and the current dean um they're very kind of progressive and they just the the law building itself is just beautiful um so hopefully you'll get some time in there um I know it is a it's such a weird world but like what drew you then to your areas of interest do you think so what what made you how did you so obviously when you come into first year in law you do contract and tours and all yes. constitutional and then you go in and you have kind of more options so you start to kind of mold what you want to study what made you or how did you find your way to this is my area of interest in law Okay, so there are a number of things that contributed towards it. I suppose um, in first year, I would have done, okay, like, you know, the normal yeah, yeah. topics like 
tort, criminal contract, etc. And it's funny because when I was doing criminal that year, I found it okay. Like it, I wasn't actually like driven. I wasn't actually very into it as much as I am now. I just thought, oh yeah, like I know law and everyone knows criminal law and it's exciting. Yeah. But I wasn't as into it as I am now, which is really funny because now I absolutely love everything about it. But then in first year, I was doing um, employment law. That was one of my optional modules, and it's the one I chose. I thought it was a smart decision to make because, you know, everybody works at some stage in their life. Everyone goes through employment contracts, yeah. whether self-employed or employed by somebody else. And I just thought it made sense, and I actually did enjoy it, even though I found it a little bit challenging at times. But when I found my groove and I kind of found a way to study it, I actually really enjoyed it, and I really liked yeah. it. So since, since then, I've just really liked learning about, you know, the Labour Court or the Workplace Relations Commissions and, you know, reading up on the latest cases. I just always yeah. enjoyed that since then. Then in um, second year, that's when I did um, human rights, or your, our college called it European human rights. And mm. it was, I suppose the course was split into two. There was the substantive law, you know, from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. And then half the year, you did all the rights-based, you know, uh, topics like, you know, property rights or, you know, uh, degradation and inhumane treatment and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, family and that was when my, I suppose, enthusiasm really started to wake mm. up. And I was like, I actually, I actually love this. I love, I loved learning about, you know, um, this country, you know, potentially breaching this person's right to family or private life or whatever the case may be. And then that kind of pushed me towards um, immigration and asylum law, which I did in my final year. Yes, mm. which I did in my final year. And it just kind of confirmed that human rights, immigration, I really enjoyed. I absolutely loved employment law. And criminals are a really funny one because it took me a long time to actually love it. Yeah. Like I said, I, I didn't love it from the very beginning. But I don't know how it happened. I suppose just, you know, watching the news on the latest high-profile cases yeah. and just reading up on it and staying um, in, in tune with it as much as I possibly could. I think that's where my love for it yeah. grew because I understood okay I know what a unanimous decision meant or I knew what why the judge gave this verdict or whatever the came the case may be so those were the main subjects I really enjoyed and I might couple it with evidence law as well I really enjoy evidence I think I actually find it very exciting and it goes very well with criminal yeah so um that kind of like helped with my law of the subject area but yeah, so um, those were, I suppose, the driving factors. Mm. Wouldn't necessarily be the reasons why I, I chose those subject areas, but definitely the factors why I love criminal human rights, um, employment and immigration. Yeah, and I think, like, I can see why you, why you do, because for anyone who's listening who's not from a very legal background, like, a lot of criminal and a lot of evidence is human rights-based. So challenging a lot of legal decisions will be like the right to liberty whether someone had access to a solicitor whether or not uh -huh. like evidence was constitutionally obtained like there's there's all those kind of facets which you kind of see and even in practice at inns I found and, and like I, I enjoyed aspects of civil procedure but criminal procedure was so interesting to me and it's so funny because so many people there are like it's very hard to practice in it's very hard to do x y z but like part of me still wonders if i do which i hope to go down and practice at some point would i go down and do criminal because i just find it very interesting like maybe i would do a mix of both i'm, I'm not too sure but yeah for <laughs> but like the thing is as well like i think that from working so i work in human rights and public interest well so uh -huh. it's amazing like don't like let my, my experience and work it is the most frustrating area of law to work in because uh -huh. you can see rights being infringed and you know you have yeah. the european charter of human rights you know you have uh -huh. the um 
all of these kind of fundamental things that you learn about in academics and you're like why aren't they applying it and why aren't they helping it and then you learn how the system works and you're like oh my gosh but it's still so interesting and I would not want to practice in another area of law um so I would be kind of on the same page as you they're just they're they're just what's basically sounds really cliche and Marie Kondo of me but they're just what sparked joy for me when I was studying like I could happily open a book and study it for a long time and not feel the kind of time passing um and do you find so when you were in your course so obviously we're talking about kind of outliers in terms of law like I have friends who they're like I would love to work in the area of law that you work in but like I think I really just need to tick the boxes and do my traineeship and do the corporate and I'm like well just do it if you really want to like I there is no like like weighing choice for me like there was no like like I had a point in time where I was like maybe I'll be a solicitor maybe I'll do traineeship maybe I'll go the corporate route just to kind of tick the boxes and then I was like I will be miserable (laughs) um and that doesn't mean that like anyone that does corporate fair play if that's your area of interest it just does not gel with me did you how did you cope with that like the battling tides in law where you weren't really interested in the say mainstream everyone goes to college and then does their traineeship in a big magic circle firm how, how did you kind of deal with that I suppose like it it took me a long time to kind of realize what area of law I was really really interested in because like you said the majority of people that I knew loved you know corporate company you know that kind of area and I just for me personally I some of it I liked but it wasn't I wasn't driven to do it I wasn't motivated to do you know transnational transactions or Mm. anything of that sort like that isn't to say that it's bad or anything it just didn't sit with me so that kind of made it a little harder for me because I felt like if I wasn't interested in that area, then what else could I be interested in? But then I think what really helped was remembering that law is a very diverse and broad area. There's yeah. so much you can go into. Like, I suppose when I first started law, I didn't know that there was such a thing as um, sports law or social yeah. media law. Like, and there's so many people who are interested in these areas that might not know about it. And I suppose when I realized there's literally so much you can do in law, it's just a matter of finding it. Yeah. That kind of helped me realize that, okay, if I'm not interested in corporate law or if I'm not interested in commercial law or if I'm not interested in maybe family law or whatever the case may be, it's not the end of the world because I can guarantee, I knew myself that there was other branches of law that I could certainly go into so speaking yes I do love criminal yes I do love um, human rights immigration employment but within those areas of law they each have their own I suppose their own arms that you could specialize in you Mm. know and so that helped me kind of like feel confident in my decision to not pursue what everybody else was doing yeah um which doesn't necessarily mean again it doesn't mean that it's bad or anything like fair play to yeah. anyone who wants to go into those areas and if that's what you really want then absolutely go for it don't let anyone tell you otherwise um but it just didn't i couldn't see myself doing it for say the next 20 years i i, I didn't see myself in that area so yeah yeah and it's so hard because like it's so pushed at you I find at university like the big firms are the ones that come in to do because they have the money behind them so they do all the big recruitment drives and you get the free stuff and they do the events and the days and they sponsor things and like that 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 is them and they've built themselves up to have that reputation and I work quite closely with two big firms in particular with the organization I work for and I like adore them like they do fantastic work we work with them for their pro bono projects and stuff so when like I think you need to also be conscious of if you are going to go that corporate route you don't necessarily have to be that corporate route because I have friends that are in that corporate route now and they're like I'm so jealous of you working in like 
something that you're really like passionate about and interested in and I'm like well like you're you're only in your 20s like you're not enslaved to this corporate job for the rest of your life like you can you don't even have to stay you can do a law degree and you don't have to stay in law so one of my best friends did the master's with me um and is currently working in higher education and she she's phenomenal at her job and she loves it and she kind of looks back and says why did I do a master's in law like I'm just not using it but at the same time I'm kind of like there's probably a lot of practical skills that you learned that you wouldn't have had um but yeah it's so it's such it's so like you really have to go in with your like your full self into law and really like Uh it takes a lot of time to figure out like I would even advocate for students taking a year after they finish like people are so Mm -hmm. eager because a lot of people a lot of students will sign their trainee contract when they're in their undergrad oh yeah yeah yeah. and like I know a lot of the firms are like don't come to us straight away go do Mm -hmm. your own thing go travel go get it out your system and I think students need to do that and there's no shame in taking that gap year having signed Uh your traineeship and then going Uh okay maybe because I know people that have then gone back on their contract and said I actually don't think this is for me like I've had this whole year of discovery essentially and done these projects and and then they've changed route completely and done the entrance exams for King's Inns and said I actually want to go the the BL route so I think you really need to do take that time because once yes. you're in it, you, you it's like it, it's the same for you in the BL. Once you were in it, you were in it. So you yes. couldn't, yeah, you couldn't do your change then. You couldn't be like, mm, this isn't for me at the moment. I'm going to, because it's expensive. Like it's, it's yeah. yeah, like it's, it's, it's a lot. And that I think that's the really hard thing with law is, you spend so much to be there. You spend so much okay. to qualify. You spend it's it's just a lot of money, a lot of big firms, a lot. Yeah, it's it's definitely. And how would you say you? So during all of those, so having all of those different kind of opinions about everything floating around and trying to figure out what your interests are, how did you? Uh-huh. How would you have minded yourself during that time? How would I have minded myself? Um. I think you kind of like hit the nail on the head there and by saying that yeah like law can be it can be very overwhelming like considering everything like the amount of money that you'll have to spend the amount of time you have to invest and I suppose just going back to the point you just made like when it when it comes to deciding what area you want to specialize in I think it's really if not the very important to that you really choose an area that you actually love and not just because everybody else is doing it because mm-hmm. when you go into practice it's completely different it's not what you learned in the books like you said with um your job working in human rights you know you're seeing you know rights being infringed left right and center but that's not how you learned in school and um, so um i just wanted to say something on that to just you know, make sure you really enjoy what you're doing and have a passion for it. If you have a passion for corporate law, if you have a passion for employment law, if you have an, a passion for administrative law, then absolutely go for it because you mm. will enjoy it. And you, like the saying goes that you won't work a day in your life if you really love it. And it's very, very true. You won't feel it and you'll just completely enjoy it. Um, but going back to your question in terms of how did I mind myself in trying to kind of like keep myself grounded whilst thinking of all these things mm. I suppose well, one thing I enjoy I like to do is I like to keep my mind busy and I like to keep mm. myself active whether that is going outside for a walk or spending time outside whatever it is I try and do that as often as I can because sometimes when you are I suppose stuck in your study room and you're revising you're revising you're revising and you're doing all this fantastic hard work it just gets to a point where your mind naturally tells you to stop and you just you just have to stop there's Mm -hmm. no point in forcing yourself to do this work that you know you're going to do whether tonight tomorrow morning or the next day you're gonna do it but if you know you're tired there's no point in pushing yourself sometimes sometimes you just have to like listen to your mind and your body that's saying 
I've had enough, I want a break, and just take that break. Yeah. So that's something that I did quite often, you know, if it was 10 p.m. at night, and I knew I, I don't think I can stay another hour, I just, you know, closed my books, and I went to bed, and I woke up early the next morning, and I felt yeah. refreshed, I felt ready, and I, I ended up having very productive mornings because of that, and it worked very well. Um, as well as that, I made sure that I did things that I enjoyed. So I yeah. enjoyed spending time with my younger sister or I enjoyed spending time with my friends, you know, going out for coffee, like back then. Um, mm. Just those little things that doesn't seem like it's that important made such a huge difference. Yeah. And in those situations then, I was able to talk about, out loud about how I felt, you know, like, oh, you know, today wasn't a great study day. I, yeah. I wasn't as productive as I wanted to be. And just kind of like letting all of those emotions and thoughts out kind of released a lot of tension and a lot of weight from my shoulders because then I felt, you know what, it's out there, it's gone. I've done that. It's out of my mind. I have to keep moving forward. And that's what I did. And that really helped me um to just mind myself because I was constantly aware of how I felt what I was feeling what was on my mind and it helps I think for law in particular because law in itself is it's like a league of its own it's like its own I suppose world it really is like and you can get so consumed in that world and want Mm -hmm. to be on law review and attend all of the networking events and and be that person who like it's very it's so competitive and I don't mean to put off anyone listening who's in leaving phase or where even myself I did a non-law undergrad and then pursued law in as a master's and then went that route so I don't want to put anyone off who has these aspirations but you need to go in with all of your senses um and not go in with your blinkers because it is just, it is all consuming. So you need to really like, just look after yourself. And in terms of like study and stuff, because there's so, there's a lot of volumes on it. And it's the same for, I suppose, a lot of courses, you need to realize your groove and your threshold. Um, which I think a lot of students don't do like I think they see Mary who's staying in the library until 2 a.m or posting Instagram that she's studying till 3 a.m or whatever and they're like I didn't study till that time and it's the same for leaving cert like I worked in a school and I saw the kids prepare each other whereas I talk to them and say what works for Mary might not work for you so you need yes. to find your groove and be happy with your groove. And it will change over time. Like I, when I was in my leaving cert, I probably did a lot more late night, evening kind of work. And I was definitely more productive. Whereas now I love mornings. Like I will get up early. I will pl- And I love my going to bed and getting my sleep because I don't function if I don't. The older I get, I'm just like, no. So... Mm-hmm you will find your groove, your groove will change. Um, And I think that's super important to acknowledge that, especially going into first year where you're like, I've developed this system and this system works. You need to just learn to fly with it and go, you know what, maybe I'm a morning person now. Um, Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's so hard. Like it's so, I think there needs to be more talk about self-care in law um and in the course I think so too. Yeah. yeah I think so too for sure like like law it, it's hard it's it's a lot of hard work and I used to think that you know you had to be a certain kind of person to do law and I don't I don't necessarily believe in that anymore mm. because you can be, you can be anybody you want to be. There's no doubt about that. Anybody can be a lawyer. Anybody can be a doctor. Anyone can be an engineer. Whatever the case may be, you you can be any of that or all of them if you really want. Um, but I, I just used to think that you had to be a certain type of person to do law. Otherwise, there's no point going through it. Yeah. When I decided to do it, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, it doesn't really suit me. Like, would I be able to stay up till you know, 2am working mm. on my coursework or would I be able to stay up till 4am 
during you know my professional career I don't know if I could do that but that you don't necessarily have to to be that law legal professional it's like you said like you have to find your groove and work out what works best for you because yeah. what I do wouldn't might not suit the next person yeah what they might not suit the next person and it's just like a chain reaction kind of thing you have to find what works for you and you only there's no point in trying to compare yourself to somebody else because they're able to do to you know stay up till 3 a.m in the morning yeah. maybe they're just they're not they're a night person but mornings is their least productive time of the day yeah maybe like yourself you know you need to have x amount of hours of sleep to have a really productive morning um and there's just so many variations and so many different types of ways of finding your groove it's just a matter of trial and error and just see okay if i stay up to this time does it work for me if i wake up at this time does it work for me or maybe during the day is there a certain hour that you know is my peak time where i'm really 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 going going for it and I'm enjoying what I'm doing I'm being super productive like you really have to just do trial and error and see what works for you but of course you know if there's nothing bad there's no there's there's no wrong in wanting to hear from other people and their perspective and yeah learning how do they do their morning routines or their yeah. study patterns or whatever the case may be there's absolutely nothing wrong with that in learning because if you're going to be trial and erroring trialing and erroring and um, different ways of finding your group you need to know what type of type of yeah. systems are out there isn't it so um to anyone that kind of feels like you know maybe a bit anxious about studying law or who feel like maybe it's not for them it is for you it's just a matter of finding what works for you so that you can be at your best yeah whenever best time is for you if that makes sense yeah like it's just and it's so but like, don't be afraid to as well not attend that event or not go up for law review or not put in as many trainee or internship applications. And I think internships is a big one because I, and it's something that I need to talk about more, but when I was trying to figure myself out um, in terms of whether or not I wanted to go the solicitor or the barrister route, um, because my aim was regardless I just wanted a professional qualification out of it because the frustrating thing is for anyone listening that you do your three or four years of law or two years in my case because I did the master's or you do maybe five or six because you do um further study is until mm-hmm. you do the either route you're not like you can't you're not a lawyer like you can't give legal advice because no. so you can't, you can't essentially, not that you can't do anything with your degree because I don't want to offend my friends that work in academia because they contribute greatly to the the legal sphere, but I can't sit down with Mary and tell her that this is her, these are her rights and they're being infringed. Yeah. Um, yes. And that was really important to me and that is why I wanted to pursue a professional qualification. But when I was trying to figure that out in my first year of the master's, I was putting in so much time into internship applications to all the big firms and I got rejected so much, like Uh so much. And Uh I remember meeting for coffee with a partner from a big firm and he's now retired um, and he like, uh, he's so nice, so kind. He sat down with me and he reviewed my CV and we were just chatting and he was just like, you are... (laughs) He, didn't, he was like, I don't mean to offend you, but you are an incredible person. Like, I've seen all the work you do. You have a phenomenal CV, but you are too... You clearly don't want to do this. And firms probably notice that in your applications. So, okay. like, and I was putting time into the applications I was doing, but, like, my heart wasn't into it. So... Yeah. 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 So, and I think like I see students now applying to where I work um I was actually just talking to two this week um for internships and stuff and figuring out like kind of what their motivations were and a lot of them like you don't need to do the mainstream intern experience is is kind of what I'm trying to say so 
because every like law is that that course that's super competitive where midway through the year around like you're only in law one like to say October November and people are like are you applying for internships like they just opened up all the summer internship applications and you're like I don't even like know what like whether or not I have tours or contract tomorrow and I'm like everyone is just kind of like so I think knowing that you don't have to do the mainstream intern experience so applying to smaller firms and just saying can I come into your office for two weeks or like applying to law centers or applying to other different charitable organizations that may have like a legal kind of sub kind of uh, group I think is super or even like asking if you're interested in academics asking your professor if they are conducting any research that summer and need a research assistant so I think you need to be kind of savvy in law Mm -hmm. as well because you're not like and I got rejected so much like the one firm that actually invited like offered me a traineeship in the end was the one firm that I would have applied to that I would have suited basically um they basically did a lot of human rights and criminal work so you can kind of see they read my application and were like oh this person's actually legitimately interested in what we do Whereas before, like, even when you're, like, because when you do the internship applications, it has those questions of, like, why are you interested in, like, commercial law? And, like, I was putting time and effort into them, but you, he was like, you can definitely, they'll definitely tell that you're just, you're really not. And I'm like, yeah. no matter how yes. much, like, time and effort you put into them, you're really not. Um. Yeah. yeah I think I think I've kept you so long I'm so sorry I've just realized the time <laughs> yeah. we, I, have to, I don't even know what time it is it's okay no you're grand I literally just looked because um my laptop lit up because I just got an email but um yeah it's been it's been so nice chatting to you and I think there's definitely like I'd love to have you on again on again sometime because there's definitely so much to talk about um my so I think I've kind of two questions no three questions to finish with (laughs) and then so my big question would be um being in your shoes at the start of your final year um what advice if you were to go back what advice would you give yourself and you can include in light of a global pandemic or you can include not in light so what would you what advice would you give say for any final year students at the moment if you could go back and talk to yourself I would say I would say two things and the first one is to in terms of your study start as early as you can yeah I think really 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 important because I started I pretty much started day one and it really helped me throughout the year and ultimately towards the end when I was going back over my materials and it just made studying and revising so much more easier. So I would definitely encourage anyone who's going into their final year of law or into their final year of any course, try and start as early as possible. Um, That works for you. It doesn't necessarily have to be day one. It can be September, October, November, December, whenever is right for you, mm. definitely start because it will come back to you in towards the very end when you're studying and revising for your exams and you're like, I'm so glad I started early. It really will help. Yeah. The second piece of advice that I would give is just to, I suppose, keep going because there will come a time where you will be extremely burnt out mm. and you'll feel like, what is the point of all of this and it it will happen and the thing is you just don't know when it could be it could be day one it could be the night before your exams it could be in the middle of your exams you absolutely don't know when that's going to happen Mm. but the best thing that I would say is to just keep going keep on powering through because you're at the end now you know you're at the end of a three or four year degree you've done so well so far to get to this point Mm. it's just one last hurdle one more thing to do and then you're at the end and after that the world is literally your oyster your oyster you can do whatever you want so I think those are two things that I would 100% tell myself if I could go back to my first day of final year and to anyone going to their final year of any course yeah perfect yeah no I definitely I would resonate with with a lot of that and then my next question is if you could 
maybe more so in light of the global pandemic if what advice do you have for incoming first years so incoming first year law students because it's it's a very and I think we we don't think about it enough or it's not spoken about enough or maybe it is but it, it's gonna be we look back on our first year memories like I think back first year undergrad and I'm like it's gonna be a very different experience like I had freshers week I had the freshers tent I had all these events and so like what would be your advice for first years this year so incoming um students the first thing I'll say is that I I know it's it's diff- difficult and mm. I know this is very much not what you were expecting going into your first year of university and it may be challenging at times but this is very exciting because it is university life albeit a very different one from the life that we might have experienced in the last couple of years so I would just say you know once you get your offer for the course that you wanted or whichever course you do get and just kind of like look into the materials that they've given you you know like the information booklet yeah, and like the yeah. first that they give and just kind of like casually read them and you know one thing I actually did I, I actually adopted this method and I know it's it might sound a little bit silly but it actually helped and it was to go onto YouTube and to just say if you were doing law just type in okay you know first year law university or whatever the case may be and just see what's there and see and look at other people's perspectives because now that a lot of you know academia and professional and practical work is going to be online or remote or virtual um it would be a good idea to kind of get used to watching and seeing another person online because for the majority of us in particular in the last maybe six or seven months and um, we were doing face-to-face interactions and yeah. now it's going to be virtual so it's I found it very like very strange and I'm sure a lot of first incoming first years will too but don't despair like it's it's nothing bad it's it, it doesn't diminish your ability to do your course or whatever the case may be yeah you'll be fine go in with you know take a deep breath <sighs> just start day one and just see how you're getting on. And at the same time, try and enjoy first year as much as you can. Participate in society events and university events. And you will make friends and you'll find your, I suppose, your group of people or your group that you really resonate with. And yeah. you will enjoy first year. Like first year, I know they say like it is a bit of a like... um a DOS year that you don't necessarily have to do any work um I do think to some extent maybe but do you know keep on top of your work as best as you can but at the same time still enjoy it because you only get that university experience once so make the most of it as much as you can yeah I think there's there's so much if I was to go back particularly to first year me there's so much that I would say um like you will find your tribe like you'll find your group of people you'll find the people that you'll gel with um and particularly I think this this is even more so maybe law orientated but you pay attention in first year and even if you're not actively just attend all of your classes I know it's so easy to be like oh I went out the night out last night I'll just I won't go to class today um like one of my um my other half's friends was he was known um in his course as mystery mike because he was in a small course and he never so everyone at graduation was really excited to meet him because he just never attended anything so they were like there's this mystery mike guy that no one has ever seen and like but particularly in law it is very applicable because everything you do in first year they're all law I would I would say regard as and maybe it's very similar for say a science-based subject or engineering they're all buildable concepts so in order to understand another area of law you need to understand very well the fundamentals of law so and like an easy way to kind of 
figure those out is if you look at what's required for the professional qualifications those yeah. are the fundamental kind of bases so your contract your tort your constitutional your evidence and your criminal um, and maybe equity as well um so I think that realizing that um and then I'm trying to think if I would uh, like there's probably so much um and also I don't think a lot of students realize well especially in in UCD but if you plan on doing studying abroad um Mm -hmm. as like an international aspect to your degree everyone's always like your GPA in first year like doesn't count towards your degree but if you want to study abroad your GPA counts so like because it's basically like when I applied it was like doing a CAO application again so the students with the higher GPAs got their first preferences and then it went through the list so there's yeah and it's 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 gonna be a really odd time for students but one thing I will say even out to fifth and sixth years is like just reach out to people Um, I know that I often get dms and i 100 percent welcome them from people who were applying for the cao or doing their a levels and stuff uh-huh. and want to know and they just w- want to know what it's like studying law or they want yeah, kind of practical advice of how to if they're in law how to get into the sector that i work into i work in so i think don't be afraid like you're still even though you're in a global pandemic like it's so easy to network um yeah like email people join things like the irish women's uh lawyers association join young legal ladies and um, i'm on the committee for them like there's so many different opportunities to network yes. just because you are in a global pandemic um don't worry um like yes. you're not gonna miss out on your opportunities um uh-huh. So before before we finish, even though I was like, oh, I better let you go. Um, the my last question that I'm trying to do with everyone is, and it's a bit of putting you on the spot. So if you were to think back in your last week, so say we're on Tuesday now, so the last week, what was your pit and your peak of your week? My pit and my peak of the week. Oh my goodness, I have to really think about this. Um. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> oh my goodness. I would say, um, okay, there was one. Yes. Okay. So I think it was, it was definitely a couple of days ago. And um, one evening I was on my way to bed and I was, I don't know what, it's like something happened. I can't think of it yeah. off the top of my head now, but it was something that kept me up at night and I, couldn't go to sleep and I ended up just like sitting on my bed just kind of like looking out the window and you know the weather hasn't been fantastic over the last couple of days so I was I suppose just watching the trees kind of going left right and center because the winds were blowing it from Storm Ellen and I don't know like I hadn't really had a moment like that in such a long time where I was just trying to go to bed but I just couldn't yeah and watching the weather and how ferocious it was and it really was ferocious especially where I am right now so I don't know if that would be I don't know if that's really a good thing or a bad thing I think it's a bit of both like I was having like a moment of reflection but at the same time it was very late at night I should have I should have been asleep <laughs> but I was so I think that would be my I don't know maybe my pitch of the week yeah and then my what was the word peak yeah yeah my peak of the week was would have to be like my sister actually she's she's 11 now is she 11 yeah she's 11 yeah (laughs) and we were just having oh my god we were were having so much fun two days ago and we were just we're watching these like cat memes on youtube which i know is so random but i don't know why we were just watching videos of like just cats doing like really funny things and it just we're just having that moment of where you know like sister bonding yeah. and it was just so so nice and like we hadn't had that in such a long time because I've been really busy and then you know my parents are trying to get my siblings ready for school this week so we just had that hour to ourselves where yeah. we were just laughing at just the most random things and it was just it was such a beautiful thing to experience so yeah I think those would be my two answers oh um 
yeah, the sweetness of under 11. My brother is now 20. So we don't have as many of those moments anymore. But I find the older I've gotten, and this is probably just like maybe a, a, a boy, girl, sibling, so sister, brother yeah. thing. We've gotten closer the older he's gotten because like we we would just have kind of he's more I don't want to say not he's more my level so we would have like proper interactions with each other whereas I think the brother brother relationship and the sister sister relationship it's easier to form those bonds a lot earlier because you can relate to what it was like being an 11 year old girl and stuff like that so yeah um so before we go if you just want to give out um a shout out to where people can find you um on your different socials yeah absolutely so first of all i just want to say thank you very much danny for inviting me here today i really really enjoyed this podcast i really enjoyed talking to you about my experiences as a graduate of law and any advice that i have provided for anyone listening to this episode today i'm very grateful for you you for providing me with this platform to speak on and if anyone would like to find me on social media and i have a sort of like a legal blog it's called Yenisic Legal Corner, and essentially we tend to talk about, you know, like career. It's mainly it's career um, focused and a little bit of lifestyle, a little bit of self love and positivity. In fact, I actually run a um, a check in, like a weekly check in service, I suppose, every Sunday at nine a.m. on my story, where I just invite and ask people to share their highs and lows of the past week. Mm. Um, in a in a, in a in an anonymous format so that you know the, the the reason why I do that is because sometimes when there's something on our mind we want to let it out and so I'm providing that safe space for people to just literally say whatever's on your mind yeah don't worry about any repercussions it's you're allowed to feel the way you feel or you're allowed to think the way you do yeah and um, so on that on my account it's called Yenisig Legal Corner Alternatively, you can find me on LinkedIn on uh, Janet Abiba Yenisik as well. And yeah, so I've had a really, really fun time here to this morning talking to you. So thank you once again for inviting me. Um, it was absolutely lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like, thanks so much. I've taken such a huge chunk of your morning but um I okay yeah no it's been such unlike as I said, like I would love to have you on again because there's just so much more that needs to be Uh spoken about that's not really spoken about like I think one big thing we hit on is that even in university in general that whole aspect of self-care and minding yourself particularly in law um and going against the status quo in law I think could be a whole thing in itself but yeah thanks thanks so much for joining me no problem at all and I would definitely love to come on your podcast with you once again for sure definitely interested in that